Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz. We are live uh, for 95.7 The Game, our Warriors weekly podcast, and, and we're ready to roll following game one. Western Conference semifinals in Memphis. Warriors get the win just a ton going on in this game, Steiny. I had a ch- chance to talk about it on the postgame show last night. I-, I just want to get your general thoughts, and then we can get to a bunch of the things that that I uh, bullet pointed as far as Draymond getting ejected and the officiating and the Warriors winning the game after Draymond gets ejected. And just, just I mean, a million things to talk about coming off of this one. But what what, what is the uh, headline for you off of the Warriors win last night? Um, you know, it feels like it, it, it feels like that was a game from, you know, 2018. Um, they, they, they won a game that was a, that was a toss up game essentially. And I think over the years when they've been into the postseason, got the five straight finals, you know, they won three out of four of those types of games and, uh, in the postseason. And, you know, they got one, they got one yesterday and, they got it, even though you know some things didn't go their way. I, you know, I thought obviously the Draymond ejection I thought was extreme. Uh, I didn't think he should have gotten ejected um, for that, but they overcame that. And then you know Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole was was the best player on the floor last night, and and he was somebody that when we looked at the Warriors this year coming into this season, I think we you know everybody was excited about Poole. Uh, but I don't think anybody thought, huh, this guy may be their best player in the postseason. Nobody would have thought that. But he's been one of their best players in the postseason. If not Curry, it's been him, I think. And, and you know, to, to play that well like he did yesterday on the road, give the Warriors a 1-0 lead and take home court right off the bat, um, yeah, that's big for the Warriors. Now, now, now Memphis has some pressure on him tomorrow night. Yeah, it, the fashion by which the Warriors won game one, for me, makes it almost worth, in a way, more than one. And and look, the Warriors didn't have to win the game yesterday. I, I thought they would have, but the way that it played out, I actually thought they were going to win just based on the experience and the quick turnaround and Memphis being so charged up and, and such a young team that that they just wouldn't be totally together as maybe they would be later on in a series. I thought, I thought game one was the one for the Warriors to steal, but I did not see them stealing it in the way that, that they stole it with Memphis coming out. And I thought played pretty well early in the game. 
and had the Warriors down 13. And it, it really felt almost at that point like the Grizzlies were a different team than the Grizzlies team that had played against the Timberwolves. Now, some of the things that had bothered Memphis in that series wound up bothering the, them as the game went on against the Warriors. But the bottom line, game one doesn't typically make a series. I thought if the Grizzlies had won last night uh, or yesterday afternoon, rather, it, you know, all right, series on, we'll see what happens in game two. But yeah, for the Grizzlies to play as well as they did early, have the Draymond get ejected, the Warriors come back, control for the most part the second half, then the Grizzlies rally come up short. I feel like the Warriors now have the Grizzlies really up against it where the Warriors know they can play better. I think the Grizzlies believe they can play better, but there's also that little bit in the back of, of I think, the Grizzlies' minds now that maybe the Warriors don't have to play their best to beat the Grizzlies and and even beat them in Memphis. And so, yeah, I, I think there's an added layer to where the, the Warriors can play freer tomorrow night in game two, and the Grizzlies are going to have to, in some ways, play a much better game than they did in game one. And at times, not for the full game, but at times I thought the Grizzlies played about as well as they could. Yeah, I, I thought they could have played a better second half um, myself. But, you know, it's funny, and I'm not going to say that um, the Warriors benefited from this, but, you know, Draymond Green gets ejected in a game where he's got five turnovers in 17 minutes. Ooh. I mean, he was he he could have been headed for one of those real – real bad eight, nine turnover games. And then maybe the game's a little different. Who knows? Uh, I'm not saying the Warriors are better without Draymond Green, but maybe this was the game to kind of miss him because he was already, uh, you know, very, very loose with the ball. Um, I think Memphis has got to play a little bit better defensively. I thought the Warriors were still pretty comfortable. They're, they're three-point shooters. But you know the other thing is they got good effort. They got they got a lot of help from Looney. They got a lot of help from Gary Payton the second. Wiggins was good again. So it, it's not just Clay, Steph, and uh, and Poole. They're getting even Kaminga didn't hurt them last night. Um, so it, it's a it's a I like looking at the big picture. I I actually did think this was the game for the Warriors to win. Just because the Grizzlies had played on Friday in Minnesota, they were flying back to Memphis from Minnesota. Warriors hadn't played since Wednesday. But all that having been said, you have a chance to win a game like that, you got to win it. I mean, you got to win it. And um, you can't give another one away like that. Well, and, and I'll say this, I, I think you brought up something that I think maybe is the, the most important thing from with all the other storylines, the most important thing just from a tactical standpoint as the as the series moves forward, I think you hit it. It was how how effortlessly the Warriors were able for the most part to run their offense. Now there were some drives where the Warriors attacked the basket and the Grizzlies got over and blocked some shots, changed some shots, maybe forced some turnovers. But, but other than a couple of those plays where the Grizzlies collapsed, I thought the Warriors kind of got whatever they wanted and really got whatever they wanted at the three-point line to a point where as the game went on, the Grizzlies were really over, over helping outside and making 
I mean, making it really easy for the Warriors to just throw the ball to the to the basket, and and right. guys are wide open for for layups. I, I think I think that's a great point as the series goes on, and that is just how the Warriors were able to work their offense into a rhythm and not have it really be plotting. I think that among everything probably bodes the best for the Warriors as, as the series moves forward. Yeah, I thought I thought the Grizzlies would be able to. Uh, you know, bother the Warriors a little bit more at that end of the floor. I'm kind of looking at right now at, uh, you know, the Warriors, 40, 48% from the floor, 37 from three-point range, um, 17 turnovers. So, yet it still felt comfortable. Even yeah. even, even like Clay, you know, Clay didn't shoot it well in, in, in the game yesterday. Uh, Steph didn't shoot it well in the game yesterday, but yet, you know, Poole obviously did, and, and he was a big part of, of the win. But then you look around, and it was, you know, Wiggins did some things, and Gary Payton, four for five. Gary Payton and Kavon Looney, eight for ten combined. Yeah. Eight for ten combined, and then you throw Kaminga in there, his two for three. Uh, the Warriors won the game yesterday from two. I had I had this note on the post game. The Warriors were uh, they were a minus six from three point. The Memphis actually outshot them from three, outmade them from three. They were minus five at the free throw line, but they were plus twelve in terms of twos. And a lot of those twos were Peyton and Looney and and Kaminga at an extremely high percentage. Yeah, they were, and that's just you know if if Memphis is going to try to take that three away, then they're going to be susceptible to you know not only twos but easy twos and the thing about Peyton when he gets inside I mean he finishes there's there's no doubt about it um you know the thing I was interested in was um and I don't know how many games he's been starting this year but that Tillman started for the for the Grizzlies um you know you have Tillman and then Jared Jackson Jr um I kind of only like the idea of having one of those guys on on the floor at, at the same time. But, you know, you and I were talking about Jackson before the series and a little worried about him, quite frankly. But, I mean, he was terrific last night making threes from all over the court. Um, you know, I wonder if I wonder if that's something that the Warriors are going to have to account for a little bit more because um, he was you know, he he heard him from the three point line. He did, and hitting step backs, and I mean, moving around. I mean, he was—he looked like a guard, frankly. Yeah. I mean, out, out with the shots that he was getting, Warriors. Well, Jaron Jackson Jr. did uh, did give him a hard time. Warriors did a did a number on John Morant. I, I want to get to the way that the Warriors defended John Morant because they really sagged off. I think they dared him to take threes that he was willing to take. He was actually four for eleven, but they really wanted him to shoot jumpers and I think you know because he is the superstar for the Grizzlies I do think there's a there's an added onus on him that 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 he wears to have to have to take some of those shots and almost prove the defense wrong and I think that played into the Warriors hands in a big time way rather than maybe him looking to get rid of the ball get it back maybe kick it to some other other shooters you know, Morant kind of got his, but it was inefficient, even though he made some threes. 
And Dylan Brooks, three for 13, he was terrible offensively yesterday and in foul trouble and and two wound up and all of that. Desmond Bain, one of five from three-point range. DeAnthony Melton always hurts the Warriors from three. Jaron Jackson had had a big game. But it was almost as if the game plan for the Warriors was, all right, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be tough. Let's make Morant inefficient. Let's try to get Brooks and maybe Bain to have bad games and then let the chips fall where they may. And it, I thought, kind of worked, and it especially worked in the second half. I mean, look, you know, uh, Morant was 14 for 31. You'll take that. He was 4 for 11. I'm talking about the Warriors. You'll take that. And he only got the line three times. That's That's the biggie. That's the one. So if the Warriors are going to, you know, if they're going to keep him out of the lane, then they have to pay the price for that. Now, how do you pay the price for that? Well, I think Morant's got to obviously make a few more threes. But, I mean, you know, that's 37 38% what he did. That's about what he is. Um, but if, if the Warriors are going to pack it in like they did against Morant, some point he's going to have to make some shots and make them pay. And he wasn't able to make enough of them last night. What did you think of the Draymond ejection? Let's just get to it. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of context from, from being in the building. Uh, Cause I'll say this in real time, in real time, I thought that looks ugly. That's what you thought. In real time, I thought that looks ugly. It's definitely a flagrant foul. And then and then once they, they got to the first review, the initial review was, okay, he hit him in the head, and he grabbed his jersey. And then you see, okay, well, he actually he actually tried to prevent him from taking a worse fall than he did with the jersey grab toward the end. So I, I thought initially flagrant one and, you know, if – the officials get a wild hair. They may throw him out based again on, on Draymond's reputation, fair or unfair. And then the crowd got into it. And look, the officials should never let the crowd impact their decisions. I thought it, there was such an almost hostile, edgy crowd. And they start chanting, throw him out, throw him out. And they're really taking a, you know, extra time to look at it. And I thought, you know what? In the moment, they might throw him out of the game. And and so, you know, he obviously goes crazy taunting the fans afterwards. We could save that, I guess, for now. But just what did you think flagrant one off the top? And that's that's all it was going to be. I mean, were you surprised he got kicked out? Yeah, I was a little surprised. I thought it was a I thought it was a flagrant one. Um, and apparently that's not going to be changed. Apparently that's going to yeah. stay two from what I've heard today so far, which is interesting. Uh, you know, it might be as simple, J.D., as um, it's game one of the series. It was a close call. We've had issues with Draymond. This is going to be physical series. Let's just, let's just put it out there right away. You know what I mean? Like, clean it up right away, and we're going to let them know, meaning the players, that, you know, you want to do something like this, you're putting yourself in jeopardy if it's, you know, if it's a close call. And I didn't think it was – I thought it was a flagrant one, but you know what? You you get enough flagrant ones over the years, over your career, you know, they're going to make a wrong decision maybe on one of them, and that might have been it. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was, you know, again, as you watched it more and more, it was pretty clear to me that it, it shouldn't have been an ejection. But I'm with you. I think the environment impacted it. I think the officials got a little caught up in, in the emotion in the building, which was which is not something that, that you... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. want to see... And I also think clearly the reputation was part of it. In the playoffs, though, especially once you realize, because you could tell in looking at the video that Draymond was, was oh, it, like, it did click in his head, oh, this could be a bad fall. I'm really going to try to hold him up right. by, by kind of hanging on to the jersey. And I think at that point, you can almost infer some intent in terms of he, he wasn't trying to throw him to the ground, thus flagrant one for the head hit and the initial – uh, grab of the jersey, but but he remains in, in the game at, at that point in time. I want to hit on just real quick on what you mentioned, and and it was the report from the league uh, that it's two flagrant points. And I I'll say this in the pool report uh, from last night, Steiny, uh, the way it was explained, I'm I'm not surprised that they didn't overturn it based on the way that it was explained, if that makes sense. And I know Kane Fitzgerald was asked by the, the pool reporter, and here, here's what he said. The question was, what did you see that made the call a flagrant two instead of a flagrant one? And Fitzgerald says, well, there's a couple of things. The first part was the windup and significant uh, contact to the face, and then the pull down from the jersey grab and the throw down to the floor to an airborne vulnerable player Makes unne- that makes it unnecessary and excessive. That's what led to the flagrant penalty, too. When I read that last night, I thought they probably aren't going to – like to me, that was an official like quadrupling down on, no, we got this right, right. and and it, it was more of a violent play. Like when I re- I'm not surprised that he has to stick with the two flagrant points, fair or unfair, based on that explanation. And you know there's a, a byplay between the league and the officials – in terms of, hey, Kane Fitzgerald, explain that. What was going right. on? And and it sounds like he was pretty adamant of, of the intent and, and the rule. So now what? What's what's? I know you know the points. I always forget them. I, here. Yeah, I do. It's okay. So four. It, it's a lower number than I thought. Four. So this is a big deal. Four right. is a suspension. And I, I believe it's and I believe it's every other after four. So it's four six, eight, like if you go on and on every every second one after you reach four, I think is another game suspension. So in essence, Draymond Green is two flavor. He's got one more to, to play with in essence, two flagrant fouls. Right. Another flagrant two at any point, he's suspended. An- another two so flagrant. 
Yeah. So if if for whatever reason he commits a flagrant two tomorrow, he's missing he, the next game. Right, but he will also miss the remainder of yes tomorrow's game. Correct. Yeah. So he got you know he's got to be careful. He's got to be real careful. And you know what? The play like the points they go to the finals, the Western Conference Finals, and the NBA Finals, right? Definitely. That's right. So, it's 2016 all over again, Steiny. Two more flagrant ones are going to be a problem. Exactly. And so there's there's one more to play with. That's a big storyline to to keep an eye on moving yeah. forward here. A couple other things just I jotted down here. Just the officiating overall. Uh, I know if the Warriors had lost this game, I think a big part of your show coming up later today and every show would have been the officiating. The Warriors won, so I think the fans are able to maybe cope with it a little bit. I do think it was a poorly officiated game. I thought for the most part, it was just a poorly officiated game both ways. I know the Warriors thought they were getting a bad whistle in the first quarter. I think Memphis thought they were getting a bad whistle as the game got, went on. But then there were a couple of key plays that that went against the Warriors. The, I thought the block charge was a was a block and not a charge uh, involving Curry and, the, and that fifth foul. Uh, the ball out of bounds at the end is bad, right. where it clearly went off of Brooks. I thought the officials called a jump ball, Steiny, because they knew nobody could challenge, and it was, and they didn't want to just guess, so they tried to make it as fair as possible in, in that situation. Still bad, but that's the the one where it's like, God, can we just review that? It, it didn't wind up hurting the Warriors, but it it very easily could have if John Morant makes that layup. Yeah, well, that you know that play is. You know that's a rule issue more than an officials issue. Like if you like, when I saw that in real time, I thought it was a tough call. So now they're looking at each other, and nobody's got a handle on it. So I guess one of them should just guess at that point. Just guess. But these guys are taught when they don't know definitively and they don't have help. It's got to be a jump ball. So nobody, none of those three refs came out and said, look, I got Memphis ball or I got Golden State ball. So that, that's just one of those that just kind of fell through the cracks that, that I, that, 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 should, that, that just shouldn't happen. That should be, that shouldn't be, uh, you know, that's got to be rectified. You know, I also thought, you know, the game, I actually thought in a way the game's officiating helped the Warriors it just made it. I actually think the, the the Grizzlies want to keep the game moving without stoppages because I think they're younger, they're more athletic, they're deeper. Um, but I think the the choppiness of the game may have helped the Warriors a little bit, to tell you the truth. Yeah, especially because the Warriors the Warriors were better in the half court than yeah. uh, you know the, the Warriors are not better in the half court than a lot of teams. But they're better in the half court than the than the Grizzlies are. The Grizzlies have to get out and turn defense into offense and make explosive yeah. plays and and shoot the three ball. So I think I think that's a that's a really good point as this thing moves forward. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, if 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 Memphis if Ja can't penetrate, well, <laughs> they're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, if you know, so they got. It, and he did some yesterday, but he didn't get to the line, and he, and he took a bunch of th – he was very willing to take those threes that the right. Warriors were very willing to give him. Right, and I think that's something where – I think even if he starts making them, they're not going to change their strategy. I think they're saying – Made a couple yesterday. 
I think they're saying he will not shoot 40% from three-point range. So let's go ahead and see if we can encourage him to take 10-plus a game. Yeah, and I thought he made a couple early, and that was why he was maybe more willing to take it. Like, I didn't even think that, well, what in the moment you're thinking, oh, boy, Morant's going to get going, but that's – right as the game goes on, that's fine. He makes a couple early, yeah. and that means he's going to take four more later that maybe maybe he doesn't make. Uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, the two big stops on, on Morant late uh, – just another thing. I mean, Curry with five fouls to be able to get the to get the steal and the knock away there. Just, I mean, a tremendous play in a, yeah. in a tough matchup for him. And then Clay with Peyton on Morant. Clay just coming over. I mean, that was very subtle, but it it threw the rhythm off. I know Morant after the game was and his Grizzlies teammates were. You know, he probably makes that nine out of ten, but he was just enough off his spot in the moment to where. To where that layup was off when he got when he got a step, I thought, uh oh, like this this might be like right to the basket for an easy one. But Clay, I mean, the Warriors. I think that the, the name of the game yesterday for the Warriors was they just did enough in, right. in a lot of the big moments. It it did feel like the championship days of of past where they just won seemingly all of the big plays in, in key moments, even without maybe a couple of calls going their way. Yeah, the the. The play at the end with Clay, um, I do think that just by being there made made Morant miss that shot. I think if Clay's not there, then he's more of a corner turn there at the end and he can get a little closer. Um, but he had to make that layup without any of his momentum going toward the basket. He kind of had to stay, you know, stay in a straight line um, to his left because just Clay was there. I actually also think Peyton was doing a good enough job there. Like, he didn't get beat entirely. He just kept hanging there on that left, uh, you know, on his – I'm sorry, on his right side. And with Clay being there, it just made it a real tough shot. And they didn't have – you know, they didn't really have enough time for him to kick out to a shooter at that point, I didn't think. No, not not enough time for that, and and so just a, just a terrific defensive play uh, as far as as the Warriors go. Jordan Poole came off the bench, had a massive game, so don't have to worry about that. I mean, Gary Payton starting a little bit surprised by that, but it makes a lot of sense in terms of the defense. And with Iguodala out, I mean, Steve Kerr even gave Damian Lee a couple of minutes, but it wound up being Kaminga who. Yeah. who got himself into the rotation and, and held his own. I mean, if they can get 15 good minutes from Kaminga in this series, I think that could be a, a real help. And, and, you know, it just all of the changes for all of the, the, the chatter about the lineup changes and the like, you know, pool goes back to the bench, plays an excellent game. Looked like the Jordan pool of the first three games of the Denver series. Looney's coming off the bench makes an impact offensively and in terms of, of, of offensive rebounding in, in yep. the game. Like everybody that, that got shifted around, Kaminga has to step in, filled their roles and, and, and played very well. I mean, the Warriors, I, I think they get, they get a lot of credit for guys just kind of, I, I don't want to say buying in, but, but all the pieces fitting in the manner which they need to fit in what is a very different series from the first one. Yeah. And I, I want to look at it from the other point of view too, is, you know, Xavier Tillman started two games this year, two games for uh, for Memphis. So I'd and love a couple to know, in the last series. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd love to know what they they were thinking there. Because I, I don't know. I I would have put. <laughs> I just don't think he's he's a, he's offensive enough. But I know he made a big three against them. What last year the Warriors in the play-in game? I think it was. Um, but you know what else could change is maybe the Warriors change their starting lineup next game. Who knows? I think they're going to roll with. I'll bet they roll with the same the same group. It, it is tough to tell because the rotations I think got screwed up. You know the foul trouble in the first half, right. kind of, and then Draymond gets ejected. So I mean, Steve Kerr going back to pool in that third quarter. I thought that was key. I mean, he took the game over in the fourth. I mean, just really good stuff. Final final thought here. A biggest adjustment for the Warriors from game one to game two in your mind. Biggest adjustment for the Grizzlies game one to two in your mind. Um. Dylan Brooks has to be better. Like he's he can be their second best scorer at times. He can't go three for thirteen. He's got to stay a little more composed too. Um, you know, for the Warriors, I just think they keep playing their game until it gets taken away from them, if it can be taken away from them. And if you know they're gonna they're gonna keep shooting the ball like they're shooting, and I mean they got they got contributions from five or six guys. You know, they, they, they're best players and then they're role players. So it's one of those games to me, J.D., where you look and you're like, Wiggins, he's pretty good. Looney, he was good. Peyton, he was good. Curry, he was good. Eight for 20. I know that's, you know, not – Pool was good. Um, Clay made the biggest shot of the night. So it's one of those games where you get to the locker room if you're the Warriors and you're like, man, everybody chipped in. Kaminga. I mean, everybody – there was nobody that was terrible last night. For the Warriors. Good stuff, Steiny. We'll call it on that. I'm going to get over to practice here in Memphis, and uh, we'll, we'll talk again. Uh, we'll talk again here soon after Game Two. All right, Thanks, man. man. Yes, sir. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.